Hello, and this is Jason Kristoff for podcast 118. And today we will continue on with and try to finish is we'll do a rapid fire question and answer period. Try and get as many question and answers taken care of and off the table. People seem to be liking this little series. The questions are good. If you have a question, potentially maybe drop it in the show notes of podcast 118, this one, and maybe I can get it get to it if I do another one in this series. Look, if you're wanting to get information like this as well and stay up to date with what they're trying to hide from you, maybe come to my MeWe channel and I'll make sure you I'll put that in the show notes. I'm also on Gab, I believe. Everybody wants me to go on Telegram. I think we're trying to get that going as well. But let's start with the question and answer. I'm just going to minimize my page here and pull up uh, some of my question and answers. Let me just find this. So first question tonight, why the fake deaths? Now, maybe some people don't remember that a lot of the deaths were fake. I'll put up uh, from about June 2020 or May 2020, some documents here from my province of Ontario and the adjacent prov- province of Quebec, where they're encouraging physicians to mark any suspicious death as COVID with or without testing. And of course, the hospitals would have been receiving compensation for that. We'll put up in the show notes as well. Dr. Scott Jensen, which is a state senator from Minnesota in the United States, talking openly about changes in compensation to the hospitals, where if they were to mark any patient as a COVID patient, their compensation from Medicaid or from insurance would sometimes be tripled or sometimes even quadrupled. And in the U.S., if if they actually uh, used a ventilator on a patient, there was a massive payout. And as we reviewed in podcast 117, the ventilators were killing people. So there were regular deaths in regular population at regular rates through regular diseases and a lot of medical professionals you know profess means i tell the truth or i just tell i'm pretty sure we can mark these people as corruptible or as more corruptible than anybody else taking the lowest hanging fruit from the corrupt government marking regular deaths in regular people by regular diseases is COVID. And why did they need to fake those deaths? Well, you you know as well as I that you really needed to start fanning the flames of fear and terror because it drops IQ. When you scare a human being, there's a change of brain function. The, the brain function change with fear is a transfer of electrical activity from the frontal lobe Uh, or the prefrontal cortex, which is just behind the forehead, and the electrical activity starts to, um, you know, cluster in what's called the limbic system, or the hindbrain, or the reptilian brain, it drops low, you know, drops IQ to childlike levels, and it's very prone to look for a leader or a quick solution without thinking about long-term consequences. That's that's why they needed to start fanning the flames to get the public running off the cliff to cause more problems. This is just simply disaster capitalism. The government is in the business of causing the problem and then increasing government size for many different reasons to control the public more forcefully. Um, question number two tonight, why uh, Why is the media, why did they need the media to trick the public to euthanize themselves? And this is the power of film or screens. A lot of people aren't aware that the TV is a bona fide and documented <clears throat> military weapon that sits in the living room on the floor or on the wall of the average household in the European Union, Australia, Canada, the United States. There's TVs in almost every house I can imagine in the developed and even some of the undeveloped world. These are military weapons. I'll give you a good example. There was a movie and I'll show you how powerful the screen technology is for changing people's behavior. 
in 2001, there was a movie called Gone in 60 Seconds with Angelina Jolie and Nicolas Cage. It was a movie about car theft. Now, it's been shown through psychological studies that human behavior is manufactured by a very particular part of the mind that the average human doesn't even know they possess. This part of the mind is called the subconscious. Now, the subconscious is a loving very um, protective part of the brain that always wants to see you survive and thrive, make sure you live long and prosper, and make sure you're secure in your environment. And it has a very particular process by which it accomplishes that. It looks out through the eyes and it starts counting repetition. It's very obsessed with repetition. It loves repetition because a repetition means more than one person is involved with what was being observed through the through the eye. It means more than one person believes that belief or is acting out that idea, is acting out that behavior in this part of the brain because it's obsessed with protecting you and make sure you survive you survive. It has come to the conclusion the best way to accomplish that genetic goal, that's the design of the subconscious, is to identify sort of what the group or the bigger herd is doing and then to follow suit and to mimic and mirror and emulate that repetitive content. Just copy what the repetitive content is and you'll be safer than being in the minority. It's always safer to be in the majority, and that's why humans are known as pack animals. Well, back to this movie, and just to prove to you how efficient uh, screen technology can be to modify human behavior, you have that movie in 2001, Gone in 60 Seconds, a movie about car theft. It was, like I said, Nicolas Cage, Angelina Jolie. There had to be 100 cars stolen in a 24-hour period, I believe, to satisfy the uh, tyrannical demands of a local thug. And about 25 of those car thefts were part of the film. So if you're sitting in the theater, your subconscious mind, which is most easily hacked by repetition, sees that car theft is definitely something that's accepted in this tribe. And when you're sitting there in the theater, your subconscious is also proven through psychological research to not know the difference between real life, screen time, and even imagined thought. It reacts to all that like it's real. And this this is the power of the screen where... If you I mean if you go to a movie, you see people. If it's a scary movie, they might you're in the back row potentially looking out at the crowd and looking at the screen as well. But in a scary moment, you might see everybody sort of jump or shudder at the same time. Even yourself, your heart will be beating, your hands might be a little bit sweaty, and you know you'll see your pupils dilate. And they've they've studied this pupils dilate when you want to take in as much action as possible to try and assess the situation as efficiently as possible. But your your subconscious believes you live in a car theft tribe as you would be watching this movie production Gone in 60 Seconds about car theft, which is quite repetitive on the screen. And this survival is a base human need and if you do what the majority is doing, and in this case, it's stealing cars, you would fit in and increase, your, you know, you would satisfy that sort of base need to survive. Now, there's other base needs. You can trick the subconscious through other base requirements. One is reproduction. The subconscious is in charge of survival, not only for you as a person personally, but as, you know, your gene line, your genetics. So in this movie, the master car thief, thief Nicholas Cage, he steals the cars, which is acceptable in this car theft tribe, and he also gets to bring home Angelina Jolie, a very attractive lady who, you know, starts to admire Nicholas Cage for his resourcefulness for car theft. So after that movie was released in Burnaby, B.C., Canada in 2001, car theft went up 70% in the first four days. And this effect was throughout the world. So 
this goes back to the question, why use the media to trick people to kill themselves? And this is what's going on. The media is using repetitive content technology with positive reinforcement. If there's authority figures that agree with the behavior inside the environment, and again, the TV does represent an environment inside the subconscious because it can't it, it believes the tv screen is real life and the people who are ruling you and organizing this genocide they know that they do not have the force themselves to euthanize you without you rebelling and sort of throwing the uh, a big wrench into their agenda now they've been around for thousands of years they've had victories and they've had defeats this group and they found that when the genocide or the murder became obvious it really what's called raised the rebellion or very devilish or evil energy in their enemy and the enemy would fight harder and things would go in the ditch this is why they're using the media through repetitive content and fear, drops the IQ, makes the person sort of reactive, makes the person a receiver of information, their sort of critical analysis and logical or rational thought goes out the window. It's very efficient when you want to take over a land or a people. You want the most, that's why the TV is a very effective military weapon, because you can get the people to, through repetitive content, you can change the behavior, sort of like the repetitive content in the movie Gone in 60 Seconds, where, I mean, you would ask people in the theater, I mean, if you were to ask people in the theater, can a movie about car theft make you steal cars? Of course, they would answer no. But the people who rule you and have been social engineering your society since the day you stepped on this planet, they're well aware that, no, that's not the case. The truth is repetitive content when delivered by media can can modify your behavior. So it's very effective military weapon, the TV, because it can actually trick your enemy to go kill themselves. So that's what you're seeing today with the, the one shot, the two shots, the boosters. I mean, we'll put in the show notes the the head of the UK vaccine rollout is talking about 10 boosters a year now. There was an article I saw that they said for long COVID, there'll be like an allergy shot, one booster a month. There was a doctor in Sweden yesterday that I read. He's not really connected to the government, but he was advising five shots a year. And of course, the the boosters are there to keep euthanizing people a little bit at a time so that it's not so obvious. But to people who understand this group and how they work through psychology and mind control and behavior modification and brainwashing, it's very easy for us to see that, yes, they're using propaganda and indoctrination psychology to make people volunteer for their own murders, volunteer for their own poisoning, volunteer to be enslaved and volunteer to, I mean, they're getting involved in the destruction of their economy. And the economy is basically just how electricity flows throughout a community. And if you start pick, the buildings that you call businesses are just conductors on sort of a a circuit board and they conduct electricity which they call currency they call it currency for a reason because it's electrical current and when these businesses close the currency or electrical life force stops flowing throughout the community and left less life force means less life for everybody so there's many different sort of black magic um aspects to this takeover but this is why the media is being used like this is why the media is presenting a very good front of psycho like proven mind control and brainwashing psychological manipulation to get the people to kill themselves and again the legal system is actually something they want to keep in place and there is no legal 
there's no lawsuit you can file against the government or the radio station or the newspapers or the vaccine makers when they use propaganda to make you kill yourself. And this is, again, they don't have the force to do any of this. They have to trick the people to voluntarily euthanize themselves. And humans are are really good at taking orders. And it's pretty easy to pay some humans to kill other humans and then to incentivize pathways financial pathways when people will actually euthanize themselves so that's actually what's what what's going on why is the media using brainwashing techniques uh, to kill people because it's it's highly effective people don't seem to react as much and it keeps the murderers legally on side because you cannot charge anybody legally when you go and ask to be injected with a um, author, uh, unauthorized. It's a, it's a authorized yet unapproved vaccine that is not even shown to protect from COVID or protect from contagion. So anybody who's taken this, I mean, it doesn't protect from COVID. We'll put that up in the show notes. It doesn't protect from spreading COVID. There is no COVID. We'll put that in the show notes. That's probably something people would really focus on. If you want to focus on something in the show notes, please focus on that one documentary that proves COVID does not exist. So you can start understanding the science by which a scientist or researcher actually has to go through to declare that a virus is in play or there's something outside the person that has entered the person has made them sick. You will see that this is probably the foundational con job is that not only are this, is COVID, SARS-CoV-2 never proven to exist, but viruses in general have never, ever been proven to exist. And they've done many experiments and we'll make sure that that's also in the same documentary. They've done so many experiments to try and prove that a sick human can spread their disease to a healthy human, and they failed every time. And they tried uh, people exchanging saliva, sitting next to each other, breathing on each other. Um, They tried even injecting blood and snot, they called sputum, into other people's bloodstream. And they could never, they would They could never transfer someone's sickness to someone else who was healthy. And that's where this con job really comes in is because they're not going to stop trying to portray you as a danger to other people. And there is no scientific research. And it's it's all covered in one documentary in the show notes. The average, even the people in the truth movement, as soon as you see someone talk about a virus, Unfortunately, they don't they don't know their history because this historical con job just can't be pulled out of the black magician's hat this year. It has to be step by step by step. That's why they call them Freemasons. They're they're builders. They're supposedly the ones who you know, covet the mathematics that help build all our big buildings. They know building a structure takes step-by-step approach. The step-by-step approach is getting you to believe a foundation of lies before they start packing on and building a high-rise of other lies to entrap you. So the foundational lies are very important. And the virus lie that you know, there's these invisible pathogens and it's very convenient that you can't see them and that the government or the scientists are the only one with the special equipment to see these attacks on you and then you get sick and they say, oh yeah, we found some viruses in you and you're going to see what viruses are. Viruses are like fire trucks. They're at the scene of every fire. So what they're sort of doing is they're looking at dead and dying material under an electron microscope. And then as the cell degrades because it's being poisoned, they're saying that the ejected material, the material that's sloughing off the dead cell, is the viral material that attacked the cell and killed it in the first place. 
it's not for viruses to be what they call viruses to be produced in a petri dish you do need some living tissue and the only way that they can get the so-called viruses to appear in the sample is to poison the tissue then the tissue just sort of dies and starts to disintegrate and they've always told young scientists and young doctors that the poison cell that dies and turns into mush and then it's it's sort of like any sort of decaying material there's an outer perimeter a moderately you know moderate perimeter then a you know a close cluster of the dead cell and they're trying to say that the outer perimeter are these viruses when really it's dead ejected material and again you'll see in this documentary they've never been able to produce what they call viruses without poisoning the live tissue culture to start. If you don't poison the live tissue culture, it produces none of these cast off or remnants that fly off the dead the dead cellular debris. It's unbelievable, but you should really take some time and understand this foundational lie has always been in play purposely for the last, hmm, who knows, I mean, vaccines started to roll out, I believe, in the late 1700s, or maybe it was the late 1800s with uh, Dr. Jenner. But this viral, it's a its a theory of disease causation through viruses. It's never, ever been proven. And yes, people get sick, but they get sick because they're poisoned. So the people who are ruling you are very interested in you believing they got a big vested interest in you believing that these invisible attackers that you can't see i mean how convenient is that right you can't see but what you can see is the microwave food that's known to poison the food then you eat it the teflon pans are poisonous the mercury teeth filling the vaccines are poisonous the aspirin is a poison tylenol is a poison statin drugs are poisons antidepressants are poisons, aluminum laced underarm deodorant, that's a poison, most shampoos are poison, uh, toilet paper, the bleach is a poison on your rectum, on your anus, you're covered in poisons, and you can see that, and you see it every day, so it's very important for them to say, no, 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 these poisons aren't what's making you sick, it's the stuff you can't see. Because if you found out that poisons were the only thing that made you sick, including the toxins in the vaccine, which we went over in podcast 117, you would easily conclude that the only, the only reason you're sick is because government medicine, science, and the media collude every day to drown you in poisons. If you're sick, everybody dies, and eventually you, your digestive tract loses its ability to digest food and when the food doesn't get into the blood your cells start to do that decay that I just described and then you get sick and you die but that's something that's supposed to be triggered at the end of your life and if you eat well and don't poison yourself your intestinal tract stays really healthy for a lot longer that's why they spray pesticides on your food like i mean if it kills a bug what do you think it does to you it's not going to leave you alone if it has the ability to murder a bug it has the ability to murder the metabolism inside at least a couple of your cells and you're eating that all the time so investigate that little documentary that viruses is the foundational lie and they're just going to keep running with this because they've implanted that into you there's a question in this in this question and answer list why the viral movies over the last 30 years why the you know angels and demons with tom hanks he did one it was sort of a vaccine virus angle to one of the movies there's uh, Matt Damon's Contagion with Brad Pitt, World War Z, Dustin Hoffman, Outbreak. And we'll put up a, a little link in the show notes showing there's about 200 movies in that category. Over the past 15 years alone, Hobbs and Shaw, that was a little bit of a virus angle to that movie as well. But that's what Hollywood is for. It's there to mind control you through repetition. And your subconscious just doesn't pick out repetition 
like in the movie Gone in 60 Seconds, where inside the movie there was 25 car thefts, which programmed a lot of the viewers to become interested in car theft, uh, car thieving later on. If there's multiple movies over multiple years, the subconscious has been proven simply to data bank and remember and try to link together repetitive content in the environment. Again, when it watches all these movies, it doesn't know that they're all, you know, they're years apart or that it's fake and it's it's not real. The subconscious being proven to believe it's all real. And then it tries to knit like a little crochet together and connect the dots in your mind. Even if you saw those five movies, I Am Legend with Will Smith. I think there's a new one coming out. I Am, I Am Legend too. And your subconscious sews all those together into one sort of solid tapestry and the connecting pattern there or the repetitive content is that, you know, viruses are real. They can spread person to person. Sick people can make healthy people sick. Medicine will come save the day. They got to do a lot of research. Folks, this documentary will dispose of all that liaria for you in one simple goal. This is completely why Hollywood and TV exist because your TV screen and your movie screen are military weapons. I'll put up a, a documentary in the show notes called Pseudoology, The Art of Lying, showing that this thing that you believe is entertainment is there to entrain you, to drive these false and fabricated ideas into your subconscious, through the subconscious pathway, through repetition, so that you believe all this stuff is truth. Now, when you believe all this stuff is truth, you're saying, oh, the, the, there's you, you believe the media, number one. You believe that everything on the screen is there to help you, to inform you. Media is not there to inform you. It's there to misinform you. And that misinformation is all about you living this sort of toxic lifestyle. And it appears that the people who rule us sort of fed up with us sort of killing ourselves a little bit here and a little bit there. Although I try to do very little of that myself. A lot of people were into drinking and smoking and coffee and skipping meals and everything was toxic. And everything the people were living out, even in that sort of medium grade toxic lifestyle, all those bullshit ideas were thrown into the human through the repetitive content in the TV screen and in the movie screens and made them lead live out all that liaria. So now they're taking it to a higher level. That's what all these these virus movies were about was about pre-programming the public to always be rushing for the vaccine. And in this case, the vaccine's killing and crippling people worldwide. It appears there's no end in sight that the government is going to euthanize people and pay nurses and doctors to euthanize people, pay hospital administrators to euthanize people, pay managers at long-term care homes, pay you know, nurses, aides, and that's, you can, you have to understand these people do this in cycles. The people ruling you, and we'll put up a couple documentaries about who these people are, short talks about who these people really are that are, they've always done this. This is very easy for them. They know the humans are really gullible and they, the subconscious pathway is a very easy way to trick someone into believing a lie and living out a lie. And they know you can pay cops to kill citizens and then the citizens get pissed and kill the cops. Then the army comes in and the army kills some people. And then eventually the people rise up and kill the army. Killing is what this group does, folks. They they know they can invent jobs and mold the job market, control the education in the government schools which they control. I'll put up John Taylor Gatto's book, Weapons of Mass Instruction, proving that these are brainwashing camps. He's uh, North America's most famous government public school teacher, reviewing the history of public school, what public school is there to do. It's to, pol it's to produce these helpless, dependent, 
people who have no ability to feed themselves and clothe, them, uh, clothe themselves and provide for themselves. So they take these jobs and the people ruling us are well aware that, yeah, you can pay this guy to kill that guy. And then once you kill that guy, he gets really pissed, gets his friends together and they go kill the government workers. And this has been going on for a long time. Even the people who crucified Jesus, I got a, I got a meme, they're putting Jesus up on the cross. He says, yeah, just doing my job. You know, the Roman centurion, just doing my job. It's so easy to manipulate humans through positive reinforcement, negative punishment. So in mind control, all mind control is very, it's its all various versions of punishments and rewards. Uh, sorry, yeah, you punish the behavior you don't want, you reward the behavior you do want, you incentivize the behavior you want, you monetize it. And not only will humans kill other humans, you can see in this case, they're killing themselves. They're literally killing themselves. They're, they're doing exactly what was drawn out in chalkboards in boardrooms uh, for decades in advance. We'll even put up a couple links in the show notes proving that this sort of euthanasia cleansing, sort of clearing out the dead wood has been planned decades and decades in advance. And, you know, the TV, this military weapon, it's definitely part of it. It's very, humans, you can program them to kill themselves. I mean, look at the death rates alone that is being listed on government websites. It's in the tens of thousands and they die the majority, I think it's 50 or, sorry, 75% of the deaths that are, you know, reported on these government websites, which we'll put up in the show notes, uh, 75% of the deaths are within the first 48 hours after the shot. People keep going, say, give me the shot. One guy today can't wait for his booster. And I'm like, yeah, man, <laughs> you're fucking dead like you don't get it like and that's the goal this this guy you know he, we won't even get into the placebo rotation that was in the earlier vaccines and how that's being whittled down and a lot of people are under the impression that they did really good with their first round of vaccines not going to be so good and so nice with the booster shot so th this is why this is this is really what's going on with the media tricking people to get the shot. Now, why um, why did they use the media propaganda at the first uh, in the first phases of this agenda in March 2020 with the fake deaths and the fake COVID? Like COVID doesn't exist. That'll be inside the show notes. Please focus on that mini documentary so you can understand COVID doesn't exist and viruses don't exist. They really cover it really, really well. So they're faking the deaths in March 2020, April 2020, May 2020. COVID doesn't exist and they're saying everybody's got COVID. They're paying people off at the hospitals to declare COVID even though COVID doesn't exist. Why were they doing that? Well, they needed all the fake deaths and all the fake COVID statistics to trigger the emergency declaration. So when you trigger an emergency declaration, all these past um, policies that were written decades in advance, because this agenda is very old, those policies triggered a lot of things that benefited the group that's advertising this genocidal event. So when you declare an emergency, you get to what's called the Emergency Authorization Act, which means you can bring in vaccines that have skipped regular trials. The average vaccine to take it to market takes 12 years, and only 2% of proposed vaccines ever get approved in that 12-year cycle. And to let you know, we'll put up some show notes where there's 34 documentaries proving even that 2% that gets approved in the 12 year range or the 12 year cycle. And so that's 98% failure rate where 98% of proposed vaccines don't even make it to market. We'll put up 34 documentaries proving that even the 2% that make it to market have only been proven to decrease your health, have, they have nothing to do with immunity. And the viruses like measles doesn't even exist. Polio doesn't, the virus for polio doesn't even exist. 
It'll show that clearly inside this documentary. So this vaccine, or it's not even a vaccine because it doesn't qualify as a vaccine, because if it did qualify as a vaccine, it has to make people immune to the disease. We'll put up some documents regarding that, that that's what you need to fake, I guess. I'll just be honest with you. The 2% that gets approved in the 12-year cycle, the 2% you would actually have to fake that it, that it, gave the patients immunity. In this case, they didn't even bother faking that. It doesn't provide immunity to COVID, which of course doesn't exist, and it doesn't, it doesn't protect the person from contagion. So we can't really call it a vaccine. The Emergency Authorization Act, when you trigger the emergency with the fake deaths and the fake COVID infections, it also means that the vaccine manufacturers don't have to be liable for the vaccine-induced deaths and the vaccine-induced injuries. And it's usually, there is structures in place in Canada and in the United States where you can sort of try to wrangle compensation out of the government for vaccine-induced death or vaccine-induced injury, but it's the taxpayers that pay the bill, not the vaccine companies. They don't pay the bill. So when you declare an emergency authorization based on fake COVID declarations or infection numbers and fake COVID deaths, you automatically trigger that you can skip regular trials and number two, you don't have to list the ingredients. So usually the ingredients have to be listed so that the people can get informed consent. We'll put up a pharmacist in the show notes who opened a box where, you know, these fake vaccines come delivered in and there's the vaccine insert. Now, the vaccine insert is usually the declaration of the study results, some of the ingredients and where to keep doing your research. And you'll see that this pharmacist, when she pulls out the vaccine insert, is completely blank. So when you do the emergency declaration, the vaccine makers are, uh, you know, the injection makers are automatically given legal liability from any carnage, death, or injury that their experimental injection causes. You don't have to list the ingredients. And it also brings into play in this particular emergency declaration that they can use the RT-PCR machine as a first-line diagnostic tool for confirming or denying covid and why why can't why would you need the emergency declaration stated before you can bring in a diagnostic tool to test for covid confirm or deny covid which doesn't exist it's because the rt pcr machine can't diagnose any pathogenic infection and we'll put up that in the show notes. So why, and the next question, why the RT-PCR machine then? Why are they so interested in bringing the RT-PCR machine out into play? It's because the RT-PCR machine has a particular knob on it where you can adjust who's going to get infected. That's basically what this digital display is for. It goes from one to 60, and the higher you set the machine, you can, if you go to 60, it will declare everybody as COVID infected and you turn it down from 20 and below and it would be almost no one is COVID infected. This is the, this is the reason they needed this particular machine in play. It has no business diagnosing any disease. That will be very obvious inside the show notes. You can, you can watch some documentaries and doctors present the evidence that this machine has nothing to do with diagnosing disease except the fact that it can give you the result you want at the exact time you want by turning up the dial. If you want to upramp the fear, you just turn the dial up. And if you want to tell the public that COVID's gone away, then you just turn it down. And we'll even put in the show notes that the CDC was taking in a lot of hospitalizations of people that just got the vaccine. So, of course, the vaccine is making them sick. It's full of graphene oxide. We made sure to include 
the discussion of that inside podcast 117 and the way this RT-PCR machine was applied, they would try to test these people that were coming in. So they're sick, they're presenting sickness, and at the hospitals, they get paid extra for running these bullshit tests. So they're testing everybody, whether they're sick or not. But the people coming in are really sick because they just got the shot. And then every time they would have the settings at the you know they would have this dial or digital interface at a higher setting and everybody that was vaccinated was testing positive for this covid which doesn't exist so they're like well this is a bit of a snafu we have to make sure that the public believe the lie that getting the vaccine makes them protected so we'll even put in in the show notes the actual cdc declaration to all the hospitals to turn down the machine if you're testing someone who got the vaccine and leave the high settings for people who are healthy and didn't get the vaccine to snafu and trap the people who were healthy and you know labeling labeling them falsely as being sick and then positively reinforcing the vaccination process by saying oh yeah you're sick but you pass the rt-pcr machine you don't have covid so that's why the propaganda really used the fake deaths and the fake covid infections to trigger their emergency declaration which in turn triggered all that in turn and really kick-started this agenda so why all the new variants? What are the new variants for? Well, I'm, I hope you can put that together. There is no COVID. Obviously, that is, you can see that for yourself. It's never been sequenced. It's, uh, it has been sequenced by a computer simulation, which means, again, it doesn't exist. And the new variants are just, what they're seeing is cells in the body dying different cells. So if your lung cell dies or your cells in your spleen dies or your cells in your ovaries die, like if your bit of your ovary cell dies, it starts to float. And that's what scientists have been calling viruses for as long as viruses have been discussed. They don't exist. They're dead. That's why they say viruses are dead because they are dead. They're the dead remnants of your cells. And if you inject this uh, toxic brew into yourself and we'll put up a very large cachet of medical doctors in the show notes as well, explaining that this is a bioweapon and that it only includes poison. And it kills various different organs in the body and the cells in those organs start to degrade and they all have like different functions and they're different cellular structures. And when they degrade, they're saying, oh, that's a variant because it doesn't have the same genetic sequence as the old sequence, the old original sequence was for COVID was actually derived from our computer program. And then it was superimposed as this genetic sequence to look for in the RT-PCR machine. But this genetic sequence that they pulled out of a computer would ma- basically it can match anybody at any time, depending what the RT-PCR machine is dialed up to. So these new variants, when you look at at them under a microscope, they're just different segments of different cells that have died from the vaccine. Now, this is going to go on forever until more and more people, like it appears to me that they're going to go for everybody here because this can go on forever. The viruses really don't exist for real. I'm not making that up. You can see a very clear explanation in in the show notes. There can be no variant of something that doesn't exist. And again, coincidentally, you don't have any of this complex equipment to see this invisible pathogen supposedly that's attacking you and making you sick. You do see the needle. There's no ingredients. You, You can't even ask for the ingredients. They don't even have to tell you. And it's been killing and crippling people all, all over the world. And you can see that in the show notes as well. So the if someone's getting sick, it's because they've taken the shot. And the more they try to test, and now they're trying to upramp the testing, the kids in the schools, like, what are all the testing for? Well, the testing is for, pushes many tests 
through the RT-PCR process as possible, dial up during the fall months and say, oh, we're under attack again. And, and start saying, oh, we're under attack, the new variants are in play, everybody needs their boosters, we're trying to shut everything down. I mean, that's what the lockdowns are really for as well. What are the lockdowns for? Well, the lockdowns are for economic collapse. They want to drive all the business, all the need, all the energy to their to the businesses they own. Amazon and Walmart are their big two, Target and all the banks, and they just want a few choice uh, options in every field. And in the fitness, I'm in the fitness industry, and for me, the Freemasonic sweetheart is Planet Fitness. There's no reason for Planet Fitness to be in most of the towns they're in, unless they, I don't, I'm not too sure if you understand how Freemasonry works, they tip the hat uh, to their members in secret long before these agendas roll out and say, don't worry, just get yourself here, you'll be taken care of. And sometimes they don't even explain what's going on, and the other Freemasonic brother simply acts on the tip. So they want all this, this economic collapse through the fake testing, the fake variants, and there will be people dying before they had to fake the deaths and turn all the regular deaths. You'll even see in the United States and in Canada between the years of 2019 and, and 2020, there was no extra deaths. So they were all sort of fake. They took the regular deaths and just called them COVID. Now we're like, and that, look what they did with faking the deaths. Now, I, I, I'm going to tell you, in the fall, you're going to see real deaths. You're going to see people getting their boosters. Now, these booster shots, the people running the show, the Freemasons running the show, and most Freemasons have no idea what's going on. I'm talking the upper echelon. That's how they hide in every community or in, in the big city centers. And secret societies should be illegal for this reason alone. But... They 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 know that there had to be placebos to revolve in the initial rollout of the vaccine. You can't have a, a, a genocidal event be too obvious. You can't have everybody who took the shot sick or die. So a lot of people are understanding, number one, that this is a vaccine experiment. It is a vaccine experiment because on the websites that this this vaccine experiment goes on to December 2022 and then from January 1st 2023 to December 2023 all the you know all the data is analyzed and then the result of the study comes out in 2024 so if anybody's basically taking the shot you are in an experiment because they skipped animal studies you are in the animal studies you are the animals they are studying regarding what the graphene oxide does so in every sort of study there's always placebos there has to be and they know that they don't the, the batches some would be placebos and some would be the real graphene oxide and the real bioweapon and they're going to study what, ha what you know what happens to who and when so as we're getting along inside this genocidal agenda, they're definitely going to rotate more vials, more batches of the real juice for the slaves inside. So there's a lot of people out there say, yeah, I took my first two. I'm perfectly fine. And you can smell ambush there. If you can't smell ambush there, if you don't know these groups, you you might not smell the ambush, but this is what this group this makes everybody who feels perfectly fine really they're ready for the booster shot. And the booster shot there will be less placebo rotated through the batches. And you're gonna see and and the reason for that, the reason they want more of the real the, the toxin is so that they get more deaths and more sickness. They can blame it on more variants, lock people down longer, lock people down um, more forcefully. We'll leave with one more, one more question. What are the curfews for? Well, the curfews, you might not like this one, but in World War II in Holland and many other areas that the Nazis had invaded, they started the curfews because they would round up 
the Jews during curfew so that if the Jews went on the run, they were easy to see because it was at night and no one else was allowed on the street. So if you were on the street, there was a good chance you were a Jew and there was a good chance you were trying to make your escape. And this is why they moved... Uh, the curfews into Canada, th- into Montreal first. So why did Quebec get curfews and no one else get curfews? Because when communist regimes roll in, they know that the strongest cultures have to be attacked the hardest. And if you're from Canada, I'm not too sure how many people listening are from Canada. Quebec has a very, very strong culture. It's a beautiful culture. And they're like the French in in France. You can see what they're doing to the French in France. They're attacking the cultures that usually don't uh, roll over the hardest. And the French, they rarely roll over throughout history. They have a deep hatred for the Freemasonic order, secret societies, and the corrupt governments that represent them. And the curfews was only rolled out in Quebec of uh, in in uh, not this year but last year, and I think it carried forward to this year. So the curfews, unfortunately, if you start seeing the curfews, understand the historical context of the curfews, where if they're going to try and round up the truth tellers or round up the uh, unvaccinated or try and go after political dissidents they're going to do it they're going to round them up at night and if you take a run down the street they're going to easily pick you off and you're not you're not going to be able to hide too much and as um I can't remember behold the pale horse bill cooper uh was an insider we'll put his uh audio book up in the show notes and he said uh, any truth teller any political dissident make sure you are not at home on new year uh, new year's eve or christmas day or thanksgiving because the people who rule us always go after political dissidents when they know they'll be home on those holidays because humans are pack animals so be very very careful you have to know who you're dealing with here so there's some more question and answers i hope you enjoy the show notes if you have any questions for me you can contact me at uh, jason at freedom from com. we have a great um We have a live Zoom event coming up with me regarding men and the feminization of men. Where are the real men? We know they're missing a little bit, but they can be rehabbed. I'll be sending you an email. If anybody wants to get on my private email list, that's where you're going to email me, jason at freedomfromselfsabotage.com. So if you'd like to support my work and see me do a presentation live on Zoom, which is also very entertain, always very entertaining, you'll understand that this sort of attack that we have going on today could never be executed if the men were real men and they had to be feminized and lobotomized and tranquilized before this attack came to fruition. And we can get the pride alpha male lion back on pride rock, just going to take a little bit of rehab. So if you're looking to rehab your men, if there's a man out there that really wants to learn what what it means to be a male and how to react to evil, you can um, definitely get the next email. I'm going to have lots of details on that particular event. And men, women, and children are welcome. There will, it'll all be material that everybody can understand. So this is Jason Kristoff signing off. Thank you for listening.